0: Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship. Give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with Caller Interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa.
1: This is Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. My name is Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show is my annual medical intuitive cleanse. Most people think of cleanses as a beverage you take that tastes somewhat foul. People go, No, I really like it. It's usually green. Could be coffee grounds, lemon juice, a lot of vegetables ground up. You take it for a lot of days. Usually it helps you lose weight, it resets your metabolism. But a lot of times, uh whatever you're trying to clean comes back in a vengeance and that's not my idea of cleanse, cleaning. When I, I used to do all the cooking and the cleaning since the age of eight. And we were deep cleaning. And we also tried to create a system that when you cleaned, or at least I did, when you cleaned, that um you didn't have to keep cleaning deeply all the time. That if people picked up their socks as they went along, we didn't have to do a deep cleaning. If um, you walked around and you dropped something, you just pick it up. These are common sense ways of living. And the same thing with our lives. Medically, intuitively, if we live our lives each day, intuitively keyed into our families, our relationships, our work environment, self-worth, self-esteem, real- parents children how we have a calling in the world how we think how we develop our minds spirituality and purpose just that there's not a lot there but if we were to walk around and just get a sense of what isn't right we would stop look around and go what do i need to pick up what is stuck What am I bereft about? And so on. And then we'd be able to avoid these deep, deep cleanses. But that doesn't happen. We are not machines. We are people. So at the beginning of the year, I have an annual medical intuitive cleanse, which is really a state of the state. I've always wondered, they have those shows on TV, the State of the state or the state of the country. What was that? It's looking at what's been going on and what is the current temperature. So I spent a lot of time, so you feel really guilty, about this. Uh, The state of the state and what you can annually intuitively key into your systems and find out what intuitively you need to cleanse and fix the new year this will teach you how to resolve your life but not have resolutions in a way it's a reboot of your mind body and spirit this is healthy living intuitively with dr mona lisa podcast on mindbodyspirit.fm shy if you want a private reading go go to my website www.drmonalisa.com www.drmonaLisa.com or subscribe to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But remember, please, this forum is educational only and is not intended to provide a physician patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. And please, if you have a serious health problem, go to your nearest emergency room. So, I want you to go around your house because the house and dreaming is a metaphor for your body, your life. This all started when for the last four years I've wanted windows. I don't know why it was irrational. I want you to think of in your life what you wanted for a long time, but you haven't gotten for some reason. Maybe other people's needs went ahead of you. Maybe you didn't have money in that area area earmarked. Maybe you were afraid to do it. Maybe you thought it wasn't important. Whatever it was, I just wanted windows in this area, and I thought it was important to see the sunrise every morning. But they never happened. Something always came up. But finally, 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 a variety of catastrophes occurred. And I went, I want the windows, damn it. And so I don't know what it was. If it's the last thing before I die, I'm getting the the windows. So the windows came. And somehow it opened up an entire wall. And it started things rolling. Because to open up, to put windows in, I had to move everything out of the living room. And I removed everything out of the living room. It forced me to move things that I didn't want to move because I'm a little on the rigid side. So I had to move everything, which I hated because I liked it where it was, but it didn't matter. And then I had to cover it because sawdust went everywhere. And I didn't like that either because they knocked things down. So not only did they move my stuff, I'm a little rigid now, but they got it filthy. So every night I try to put it back. And then when I did, they got it filthy again. So finally I had to accept the fact that someone was changing my stuff and it wasn't going to go back to the same place. I had to accept that there was going to be change. This is cleanse for the new year, intuitive cleanse for the new year, number one. Accept change, but understand that it's not going to feel good. Number two. So when they left and they opened up an entire side, I loved it. But then I wanted to put everything back the way it used to be. So even though you go, I love this new hairstyle, I love everything. Then you want to put the same clothes on, the same shoes and it's not going to work anymore. Because once you change one thing, you change other things. So friends would come into my house and go, oh, my God, it opened up that whole wall. And it did. And it opened up the living room. So now I want to put all the rugs back and all the couch back and everything else. And all of a sudden, nothing fits. I refused. I wanted to get all the same rugs back. And all of a sudden it started looking cluttered again. I struggled. I struggled. I struggled. Cleanse rule number two. You will struggle and try to fit everything you had last year into this year. You'll want the same things because you'll say, but I like that. Too bad. It's like you're on a trapeze and you have to let it go, even if it's painful. Even if it's a wart, a hangnail, it involves cutting it off, and it's going to hurt for a while. Suffice it to say, there was a rug, one rug too many, and I remember a friend of mine saying, "You don't want to overrug," which I found to be funny. And it had a green. Ink stain in the middle, which I kept trying to force myself to convince myself that no one could see these ink stains. Of course, you could see the ink stains. So, in the back of my mind, I kept hearing, You don't want to overrug. So, I rolled it up and put it downstairs in a file cabinet. Don't ask me why, because once it goes into some storage area, you're never going to get it out anyway, especially if it's stained. And then, when I went upstairs, it was opened up. And it was different. Force yourself, cleanse rule number three, force yourself to accept the new space. Don't try to put new stuff into it. Trust me, you will. So I tried to think of the basic principles of things that go wrong that force us to need to cleanse. And these are them things in our life that are excess excess weight excess stuff excess fluid in our body excess pain then there's deficiency not enough money not enough love not enough friends not enough strength not enough energy are you following me and you're going to you're going to recall where have i heard these phrases so, so far we've got excess, we've got deficiency, and then we got stagnation or stuck. Things aren't moving. That means you don't leave the house. You don't, You go to the same things over and over again. You eat the same foods over and over again. You do the same exercise over and over again, or you do nothing over and over again. You watch the same TV shows over again, or you, stu- you use the same phrases over and over again, like 100%. Percent. 100%. Absolutely 100%. I hate that phrase. 110%. That's impossible. It's either all or nothing. It's impossible to have 110%. So there's excess, there's deficiency, there's stuck, and then there's damp. What does that mean? Achy, achy bones, anky joints, that abdominal distension, bloating, that feeling of wetness in your body. Um, Sinus congestion, uh drippy in the back of your throat. That feeling of people say wet inflammation. Things in your life are sunken. You've things have fallen. I know that funny commercial, I fall and I can't get up. After a divorce, a death, some major catastrophe, you've literally sunken. And you can't rise yourself like a phoenix out of the ashes. And then, of course, there's ever so popular inability to change. Now you might say, Isn't that stuck? No. It's like, Well, this is the way I've always been. And I'm damn proud of it. Another way of saying it is, I'm rebelliously independent. But as you get older, you find yourself, Well, you know what? I'm alone. Independent. And the inability to change is not good for aging. And rebelliousness or rigidly independence is not really good for aging. Now, I'm a very independent person and I don't like pity or help. I don't. However, What we resist persists. As we get older, we have to learn the opposite. You don't want to be rigid, do you? So if you're rebellious, you want to try to learn how to sometimes learn how to dance with the madness of the universe. Because if you're dancing against the grain, against the rhythm of the world all the time. That's rebelliousness. It's exhausting. It's irritating. And sometimes you develop a chip on your shoulder that's, I'm right, they're wrong. Things should be different. And that kind of rigidity causes a kind of frustration and heat in your body that's not good long-term for your health. So excess deficiency, stuck, damp, sunken or fallen and rebellious and the solutions the cleanse for each of them and you can say which one i have because then it's your cleanse cocktail just like some people put cayenne some people put lemon in you get to decide what your unique cleanse is and each one of them has body symptoms so for people who have the excess of hypertension of um exhaustion of um That kind of fluid filling their extremities with a kind of feverish feeling, a low-grade fever in their body, a sense of restlessness, anxiety, insomnia, tension in their shoulders and neck. This is all stuck blood, stasis, but it's also... Excess heat in the body. It's also a kind of excess of people who do too much. The solution is to remove. Now, I don't like it. With a badge of courage and pride, I would say, I even worked when I, did, I had COVID. I had no voice. I couldn't talk. And the thing that bothered me most about COVID is I couldn't talk and work. Most people would be concerned about having a virus. <laughs> no, I was concerned that I didn't have a voice and I couldn't work. Now, that's ridiculous. And half the reason why I have a problem with clutter upstairs is because I want everything accessible. So I can do as much as possible in the shortest period of time. That is the epitome of excess. So wherever wherever I am, I want access to every Lego set, every Torah volume, (laughs) every TV remote, every cat. That is an example of excess. And our society is excess. Whether it's I want access to that speaker, that remote, that refrigerator, a phone, a person, and why didn't you answer my text? Why didn't you answer? The blood pressure goes up because they didn't have access. That's excess. And so the treatment, the, the cleanse is to remove. Put yourself on some type, some types of diet, cleansing, intermittent removal of work, cleansing, some of the heat in your body, By um, doing mindfulness, not mindfulness. If you ask me to sit and go, oh, oh, my blood pressure would go up and I want to poke somebody in the eye. That's not my idea of mindfulness. Your idea of mindfulness is the thing that empties your mind. Like maybe it's combing the cat and your mind wanders. Or maybe it's walking in the trees or walking down the beach with your feet in the sand, listening to the water go up and down, up and down. Or maybe it's sorting out Legos. For me, it's sorting out Legos. That's mindless, but mindful exercise why because when i'm sorting it out my mind gets single-minded focus mindful is having your mind be full at the moment on one thing but not being excess and going that's excess Deficiency cleanse, deficiency is people who are tired all the time, either tired because they're not getting the right nutrients, they're anemic, or tired because their digestion is bloated, um, their food um, is so excess in amount that their bowel can't move it through and they can't get the right nutrition They have so much excess intuition. They're keyed into so many different people that it releases so much epinephrine and cortisol that it makes their muscles contract and it literally makes them exhausted. That's an example of they're exhausted, but it's due to deficiency of them. You can, again, help that Person reevaluate their kind of work, but also help build back some of the energy, like with a full spectrum lamp, hyperbaric oxygen. If they don't have hypertension, royal belly, royal B extract, or acetyl L carnitine. And then, but without going through the rest of the cleanse routine, so I can take some examples for people to help you design. Your unique cleanse who are here, giving you your cleanse prescription designed for your unique life. They're the people who have stagnation stasis They're stuck. They can have fatigue where energy is not moving, whether it's in your meridians, in your muscles, your nerves, your joints, your bowel lining, your um blood vessels, literally, you're stuck. And Chinese medicine, they call this stuck chi. You can be frustrated, you can ruminate, you can get palpitations, you can be anxious, you can get a lump in your throat, you can have breast distension, irregular periods, migraine headaches, and so on. So the solution is to get things moving, but in a productive way. Some people frenetically move, but it's not productive. One of the ways they torture people is they have them dig a hole, dig a hole, dig a hole, dig a hole. And then when they're finished, they say, I'm done. They go, okay, now I want you to fill it up. That is torturing busyness. And that is stagnation because you're really moving, but you're not going anywhere. That's stasis. A lot of people are frustrated because they're going, 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 but they're not getting anywhere. They're not moving forward. So helping you do something where you're making progress, where you're building something. One is to get somebody to evaluate your work and do figure out how you do it in a more efficient way. The second one is to figure out how to have a mood stabilization routine where you can manage the mood circuits in your brain and body. Yes, your body. on how to handle the fact that sometimes things in the world aren't fair and things do get stuck, like traffic, like progress and war progress in your health that sometimes life is two steps forward and one step backward that things don't move on your plan but the universe's plan one example is I couldn't believe this New Year's Eve I decide I get inspired I get inspired I watched Taylor Swift's movie was she, she performs for three and a half hours. This woman's amazing. Now, you may not be a Swiftie, but you got to give it to her. This woman went on and on and on. I went out and did some recycling, opened the window, and was listening to her. I mean, I got work done while she was singing, singing, singing. And I said to m- myself as I'm cleaning the house and doing stuff, because I couldn't even sit still while she was going on and on and on. It's the era tour. I gave it to her and I said, my God, as I was doing all this moving, I wish I had as much energy as this woman did. And it didn't occur to me until this moment that perhaps I have some because I couldn't sit still while she was going on and on and on. So then I convinced myself, I want to be back like Taylor Swift because I used to have more energy than I do. And now I realize I don't give myself credit because I wasn't just sitting there and watching her perform. I was like cutting up boxes and doing stuff. So I decided I'm going to do a New Year's Eve live Instagram and Facebook. So I advertise, I buy Shutterstock, do all kinds of stuff. They tell me I have to renew my subscription. I'm a little annoyed, but I manage, I manage, I manage. And then when you do that, you got to cut it down so that it's one Thousand and ninety square, so it can go on Instagram because they're all pains in the asses. So, sh- social media, but I'm not going to get into that. And then, so then I post it, all excited. I post it the day before and the day, and I get ready, and we're an hour before Instagram and two hours before Facebook. And guess what happens? No internet. No internet. Stasis. Stagnation. I lost my marbles. I don't like it. I got excess, and then I got deficient, tired, and I got aggravated, stuck levered, and I felt damp too. I was freezing. I <laughs> tachyphracta. I was so upset. I was fit to be tied. So I called my fr- friend Jill Angelo, who's like a mystic, and she rescues dogs, and she's becoming. A minister, but we're not going to get in. And I said, Jill. She said, yes. I am fit to be tied. Fit to be tied. She said, what? I said, I have no internet. And so I can't do my Instagram or my Facebook Live. I can't. I said, I have an iMac. I got a... uh a MacBook Air, I got an iPad, <laughs> I got an iPhone, I have an iWatch, I got an iAsk probably, but I can't do anything because I have no internet. And she said, ml you know that that's the way you are. You know you got that electrical issue. Rebellious. Rebellious. <laughs> I want it when I want it. She said, you know, we plan, God laughs. I said, I don't care. (laughs) I have plans. I was supposed to do this. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. (laughs) She said, that was a good show. I don't care. That's rebellious. She said, well, you can't do it. I said, I can't even post. I can't do it. So you get yourself good and sick. Good and sick. So you think it's no problem. Come New Year's Day, I'll do myself a good cleanse. Screw the cleanse. It won't work unless you change the patterns because then you'll get good and sick. And trust me, I'm good at getting good and sick. I've been practicing since I was 12. Actually, the real reason why I blow artery, no, excuse me, blow veins, the inferior vena cava, the common iliac, 10 or more. Actually, it's not 10 or more. It's more than that. Discs. My whole spine is fused bilateral invasive breast cancer, Braves disease, is because I have a serious form of Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And so um, we live here. My my body's basically scotch taped together with some staples and it falls apart. And when I get upset, something blows. I blow a rod. Literally, I blow a rod. I have a broken rod in my spine. I have all these rods, and when I get upset, something falls apart. I get it back together, but it falls apart. With the help of God, the universe, or whatever you believe in. Seriously. So now, it's an hour before. She said, ML, why don't you wait? I don't want to wait. Rebellious. I said, can you please post, okay, ML, but you know it's this is the way you are. I know it is. It doesn't make it any easier. So she posts it on Instagram and Facebook. And I go for a walk because I'm going to be mindful. Damn it. So I do the opposite of excess. excess. I do something mindful. I add the energy of being outside. I smell the wind. I move forward. I get unstuck. And I put all kinds of clothing and get rid of the dampness. And I walk past, and I stop being rebellious and independent. And I pull over to my next door neighbor's house, and I knock on the door, even though I don't want any help. And I think no one wants to talk to me. I'm a pill. No <laughs> woman answers. Man answers the door. He's He's a surgeon and he's folding laundry. I went, you fold laundry? I thought I was the only sap that folds laundry. He looks at me. I said, do you have internet? He said, it was so freakish. I went, really? He said, it was freakish. It just went off for no reason whatsoever. And then it just went back on now. I said, it went back on? He said, yes, it's going on now. I went, oh, Really? He said, yes, so now I'm faced with a conundrum. Do I do the Instagram live? Or do I just say, screw it, the hell with it? If the universe doesn't want to go along with my plans, too damn bad. It had its chance.
0: Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive.
1: I finished my walk, I came home, and I just did my Instagram and Facebook Live. Cleanse yourself, the last one, of grudges. Because grudges will clog up everyone, all of them. I don't know why that was a grudge, but somehow I was just mad. (laughs) Because it's embarrassing. To have to say, announce, I'm not doing it, and then just show up and pretend that didn't happen. So everybody, you have to decide how you do your cleanse. It's both physical and emotional. But every year it's annual. It's a rebooting of your computer. Every once in a while, your computer will run slow. You can take it to the genius bar whether whatever place it is and sometimes the person will go i don't know what it is what should you do i just unplug it and plug it back in again sometimes that's what it cleanses is unplugging yourself emptying your rugs opening the windows changing your diet changing the food even though What you eat is organic and good. Removing some people, adding more uh, others. Even though they're nice people. Changing your form of exercise. Just changing it up. And then last but not least. I have all these good clothes. I have the category of, they're my good clothes. You know, we used to call them our Sunday best. And it's like during the week, it's like, I can't wear that. That's my good clothes. Because you'll spill stuff on it. It's too good. And the more fusions I've had, the more likely I spill something. And I look like, you know, I'm not right. Well, after a series of serious problems this year, as I was changing my clothes from the summer to the winter, I realized how many clothes were good clothes and I was never wearing them. And after wondering if I would live another year, I realized someone else would find all of my good clothes and wear them. So I decided to wear my good clothes. During the week. And during a little episode, when I tried to say hello to my next door neighbor, and then my car veered toward him and I ran into his mailbox and I just completely almost took off the, the fender. We're not going to get into that whole thing. That was not a good day, suffice it to say. There I am wearing my good coat and my good boots at the automotive repair person. And there are these two guys. And they look at me as I'm dressed to the nines. Oh, by the way, that was after I went to the veterinarian because Loretta had to have her checkup. And they look at me and go, wow, (laughs) you look great. (laughs) I said, this is the way I dress when I go to the VET and the automotive mechanic all the time. This is the way I look. He goes, meow. (laughs) And it really helped my self-esteem. Do that. Wear your Sunday best on Wednesdays. It will change your self-esteem. It will make you move differently. And it's a great cleanser. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about your annual medical intuitive cleanse the Dr. Mona Lisa prescription, but we're not having a physician patient relationship. I am now here to take, do a reading, but how would you like to do your cleanse? Would you like to figure out what your cleanse is all about? Because everybody's cleanse is different. It's like the newlywed game. They go, and now we have a price chosen just for you, except. Everybody got a washer and dryer. I guarantee you, everybody's not going to get the same cleanse because that's not the way I do readings. Not everybody has Lyme, Epstein-Barr virus. Everybody doesn't get the same reading. Gluten gluten allergy. Nobody, it's not the same reading. Everybody's not the same. So raise your thing. Go ahead. Hold on one second. We will go to Patrizia first, and then we'll go to Susan. Yes, Patrizia Unmute yourself. There you go. Um, um, don't mute yourself. Okay, go ahead. Patrizia, I can't hear you unless I've now gotten hysterical deafness. Mm-hmm. There you can are. You go ahead. Me? Yes, can now you I hear can. Me? Yes.
2: Well, first of all, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I pray that this year be a good year for you. That you have good health, happiness, and prosperity all year long.
1: I want you to know we had a miracle. Do you want to hear the miracle?
2: Yes, yes. I love miracles. I'm Italian and I'm religious, so. I'm- well,
1: I called my doctor, and I, after a week of it staying, uh-huh. and I said, the secretary called the nurse, mm-hmm. answered the phone. I said, did you get a call from the Vatican? <laughs> she said, excuse me. I said, did the Vatican call you? She said, you know, we've had a hard day. I said, I'm serious because you're, um, you're one of my references. She said, what happened? And I said, I can walk. You see, when the inferior cava, that major vein blew in 2012 when I died in the OR and had to be resuscitated, all the, all the nerves from my rib cage all the way down to my tailbone Got embedded with bone, like cement. Oh, and they got encased in the inside of my vertebrae canal. And I, um, they started pulling down. It's called a tether, and started pulling all the discs out, which is why I've had to have all these fusions. Well, recently, um, over the summer, I became paraplegic and then quadriplegic, losing my arms and legs. And they did a surgery and I got it back. But I had to go back on steroids to get my legs back. But the steroids stopped working. This is stuff that nobody knew. So the walk, I had to hold onto the walls. And I couldn't um, even walk to my mailbox. And this was very upsetting because, well, it was upsetting. So I looked it up. It's called severe arachnoiditis, which is where the blood leaks into under the dura, during um, some accident during surgery, because it was it was because my vein bled. It was nobody's fault. It was because I have this connective tissue disease. So anyway, there was no treatment. The surgeon said if he went in there and tried to clean it up, I would be worse off. Then I started. And then there was this big cyst, this dural cyst that was growing and filling with fluid that was pushing on it, which is one of the reasons why I was losing my feet. And so I looked it up and I found out this happens and gets worse mostly in people who are 70 and I'm in my 60s, my early 60s. And um, they usually confined in wheelchairs. I was really upset and um, not to mention the fact that I've fallen a lot because I've losing my legs and I broke a rod in my lower back. So nothing was looking good for me, and steroids were no longer working. And this was about two weeks ago. And so after looking up all these medical papers, because I have, you know, the research, I have an MD and a PhD, I walked up the stairs. I was just, just so desperate. And I laid on my stomach and I just snapped my legs back. Kind of like what you do with a handle, pumping water out of a well. One of the reasons why I was losing my legs is the CSF, the fluid in my spinal canal was getting trapped in that area and blowing up that cyst. And um, pressing against all those nerves. And I don't know what possessed me to do it. I just, well, first of all, after pumping each leg up 10 times, I screamed. It was one of the most painful things I've ever experienced. Um, And just so you know, I can handle pain. The surgeries I have, I don't get pain meds because I don't want to get addicted. I screamed for 21 minutes. The spasticity in my legs, the electrical signals were incredibly painful. And then I stopped. The cats were terrified. Sc- I'm surprised you didn't hear the screaming. And then I stopped, and then I got up and I could feel my feet. And then I could lift my legs. And I went, "What the hell?" Then I called a surgeon, who I know, a cardiovascular surgeon, and he went, "You did what?" And he said, you have a broken rod there. And I went, oh, I forgot. <laughs> he said, what possessed you to do that? And I said, I don't know. I figured I'd pump the water out, the fluid out of there, CSF. He said, well, see how it goes, but tell your doctor. I did. I waited three days. Well, I should have gone. I waited three days and it, it continued. And I kept doing it. And I gave my legs back. Isn't that amazing? It's like I've broken down the adhesions. It's just, I do it every morning. You have to understand. Physical therapy at the spinal cord injury center. When I walked for six minutes up and down the hallway, she said, I've never seen anybody walk that way. And I said, what do you mean? She said, when you lift your leg, it looks like you're vaulting. I said, I thought I was doing better that was before this that was on steroids so that was my miracle i just thought you might want to know that being italian so if you have an inn at the vatican call them cuz i could use i could use the pr isn't that incredible
2: yes it is but being a medical intuitive you understand your body better i always love medical intuitives i wish they could work with medical doctors from because it's like it seems like medical intuition is like not it's frowned upon but medical intuitions can help so many if the doctors and medical intuition work together they could do a lot
1: you know in china people go to acupuncturists they go to doctors they go to everything it's like you don't want the tampons in a grocery store Next to the contact lens solution, things don't need to be all together. People need surgeons. I have a surgeon. Yeah. i um I know Carolyn Mace. Mm-hmm. I have a minister. I have a rabbi. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lots of different people. But anyway, how can I help you?
2: Well, I just recently got sick um, a new um right before New Year's, I ended up in the emergency room because I suffered from tachycardia. Um, And then they released me. And then uh, I went back to the hospital because I I had a fever when I came home and I didn't understand.
1: You had a fever when you came home? Yep.
2: After I left the emergency room, I had a temperature of 99.5. When I went to the emergency room, it was 98.5. And I begged the nurse to give me a urine test. And I was arguing with her back and forth uh, because she said, you already took one. I said, no, I didn't. It says, look in your records. I did. I only four tests and there's no urine. And I said, please do a urine test because I had bronchitis right after Thanksgiving. I received antibiotics and I don't know if I had um, burning every so often because maybe I don't drink enough water. So um, they did a urine test. They found my white blood cells were high and they gave me an antibiotic, which I couldn't get because um, I take care of my 91 elderly mother and I have brothers, but they were busy. They couldn't go to my local Rite Aid store here because I'm in New York City. I'm in Queens. And cl- they were closed on Monday, the pharmacist, so I couldn't get it. And I didn't get the medicine until Tuesday afternoon. I ended up back in the emergency room on uh, Tuesday morning, yesterday morning, because I developed a 100 degree fever in the middle of the night and my heart was racing. Okay. So when I went back to the hospital, they found out that I had high protein in my blood and my urine, and they gave me IV fluids, and I do feel better now.
1: How old are you, Patricia? Patty, please. Patty. Patty, how old are you? 60. You had protein. Which I didn't have two days earlier. And your blood and urine, right? What kind of blood protein in your blood? We have protein in our blood.
2: Um, no, the the range was higher than normal, both in the pro, uh, both in the urine and in the blood.
1: So you had a higher protein, total protein in your blood. Right, right.
2: So they gave me IV fluids because they said that I was dehydrated, which I agree because I don't drink enough water. Do I? Feel I get bad? it. Yeah. So I said. Am I in my critical condition? They started laughing at me, you know, because I'm a hypochondriac. And, but that never happened to me before. I never had high protein in my blood or my urine. Okay. I never had bronchitis before. Okay. um. So, you know, I think, what is that, I turned 60. I just turned 60 in April of last year. I was born 63. So am I might be uh, 61 this April and I got really scared and I said no you are dehydrated I said yeah I agree with that because I don't drink
1: enough water and my sodium was below them.
2: and I already knew and
1: I wait a minute you don't them. drink enough water and your sodium was not low yeah
2: it was 135 uh, they say that's
1: normal That's but that's a low normal no 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 first of all don't quit your day job if your sodium is low, okay, think if your sodium is low, mm-hmm. you're not dehydrated. I'm overhydrated. But the whole protein thing, you don't know if it's albumin or total protein. So you don't go over your blood. Don't do that. It's complicated. Do mm-hmm. not do it. Mm-hmm.
2: But I get my test results,
1: all right? I don't care. I, I, I'm not being your physician, but even listening to you, I'm a physician and a scientist. I wouldn't even do it. Oh, okay. Because you're not seeing the whole picture. And even if you were a hypochondriac, hypochondriac, even if you were, had excessive fear about and concern about your health, people who have excessive fear and concern about their health get regular monitoring of their health. However, they still can get sick, but they have to be followed a certain way. Oh,
2: okay. Um, And I do feel better now. I don't have... um... And then when I went back, um, they said that because I was on my mother's, my mother had antibiotics that she never used. And while I was waiting for the other medicine the, that I was prescribed, I, I called up the um, the hospital doctor on Sunday afternoon and asked him, can they still take this? Because I don't have the antibiotics. He said, yeah, because if you don't have the antibiotics and you got to wait until Tuesday to get the antibiotics and you have a, you have- Okay, an listen,
1: embryo. hold on it's- a second. First of all, What you do daily doesn't use all of your gifts, talents, and skills. Mm -hmm. You have a keen, sharp intellect. But if you have all those IQ points, they're like a gerbil wheel in your head. And they become a neighborhood that's bad to visit at night. Meaning, you think about things, let me put it this way. If you're a medical intuitive and you're good, you're better off starting to use it because if you don't, you'll use it on your family or yourself. Or if you know a lot about health and medicine, you're better off getting training and going into the field because otherwise you'll start to use it accidentally on yourself and your family. So if you know just enough about medicine and health, Mm -hmm. and you're taking care of someone it's just enough information to wander around in your head especially if you're intelligent and that's what's going on here Mm -hmm. what you do for living is not using all your gifts talents and skills and you're just smart enough i know you say yes of course no
2: it's because i'm a data entry person and I
1: data the- entry data the information just gets entered but unfortunately the data some of it gets stays in and then you start thinking about it thinking about it thinking about it and so, unfortunately you say certain things to them like you'll say something like you didn't do my urine and then you say something else and then you're not you're not talking in a way mm-hmm. that isn't It doesn't help them figure out what to do because you're not in the system. You're outside trying to be in the system. When really, part of you is pseudo-educated to be in the system.
2: What does that mean, pseudo-educated?
1: Go back. Go back. Mm -hmm. You go into the ER Mm -hmm. and you say what? You have a hot rate. That's what?
2: Uh, when I went to the hospital, it was like 115.
1: 115. Okay. And then you had a fever? No.
2: No, no. I was there because I had a heart rate um, and um, they took blood tests. That's all I needed. And then they said Wait a minute. Was- back
1: up. Back up. You understand when I, with an MD and a PhD, uh-huh. go into an ER. uh uh-huh. I don't say they took blood tests. That's all I needed, because oh, I
2: didn't. I didn't say that. I said that when I went there, I told them I had a uh, tachycardia issues, and they saw the blood test. They saw because they took the vital signs, and I had no fever. And then the, I said, "What happened?" I said, I said, "All I said, I ate a hamburger, um, and then my heart started to race, and because I had a Whopper Junior with French fries, and then all of a sudden, my heart started to race." And it it was like, you know, usually when my heart races, I let it, you know, I leave it alone. It'll calm down. But it was like 15, it was like a half hour and it wasn't slowing down. So I panicked. So I called 911. I went to the emergency room. That's the doctor. Okay. We'll do some blood tests and that's it. All right. Fine. Everything was fine. And then that's when I, and then I was released. I went home. And then when I went home, as soon as I got inside the house. I felt like a fever which okay. I didn't
1: feel before. Okay, my point is Okay. Who do you live with?
2: I live with my 91-year-old mom who I am a well, caregiver.
1: Right. And what you do for her, you are involved with a lot of medical stuff.
2: Yeah, because she has uh, let me see I know
1: of- it doesn't matter what it is, but you get access to a certain amount of information, but you're powerless to help her because you can't do anything about it because you don't have power but you have access to information enough that it makes you anxious
2: that's true because you know right so and so
1: therefore it goes right from your right brain to your heart uh
2: because th- I do have heart-, heart disease in my family I'm not, I i
1: i i don't care if you have a squirrel living in your heart i mean i i desperately do but my point is My point is, is that you have to figure out a way of managing the information you know, plus the compassion of your mother's pain. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, you cannot have a patient who's your mother. Because... When she goes,
2: I'll be devastated.
1: Nurses can't take care of their mothers. Husband, who's a surgeon, can't do surgery on his wife.
2: Well, we don't know at this time how long she has left to live. Again, I don't
1: care if she's going to live two seconds or two years. Put your it's, mouth to God's ears. It's too devastating mm-hmm. to you, and it's an example of how it's already showing heartache. I want you to go to that go to that medical center, call the cardiology department. And find out if anybody knows cognitive behavioral therapy for something called heartache, takayabu cardiomyopathy. Listen to the tape of this, it will be posted takatsubu cardiomyopathy, because there is a certain kind of disorder called
2: that affects, broken
1: heart syndrome. Right. But it because my mother had it. Okay. We
2: were going to, we were going to uh, Europe and she was dying the plane going to go Europe.
1: Right, it affects the left ventricle, ventricular wall and it's related to epinephrine and cortisol. And the treatments is um, beta blockers to lower the heart rate and the blood pressure, whatever, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, she,
2: she takes, the, I know, uh, metopola. She takes metopola. Tor- A beta
1: blocker, but, but my point is it also treats with cognitive behavioral therapy. The thing is, is that you need to be treated. It's very hard to pick up on an EKG Mm -hmm. and it's vasospasm. And basically they just tell women they're anxious. So you're going to call the cardiovascular department and you're going to have them ask you about that. But you can't be cleaning, taking care of your mother because basically she's in the living room of your heart. You have to clean that out. You can love on your mother, fourth center, but you have to have other things and people in there because you know that you have to have another purpose in life other than taking care of your mother.
2: Of course, of course.
1: I know you say, of course, of course. But ideas have to be associated with action.
2: Yes. And my mother's calling me right now. Because I gotta have dinner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah, she Good no, luck. she
2: just called. She just called me and said we gotta have dinner. Yeah, I know. It's not, you know, it's like telling the Italian, you know.
1: You yeah, I know. Eat. You know, I know. I understand. My and my cat Loretta Lynn, is coming in and going, and why is this taking so long? You know? Thank it's you, gonna, Doctor. You take I, it easy. I, I want you to know that. You have to, fourth center is heart, but it's also passion. You have to make space in your heart for something or someone else. Takatsubu cardiomyopathy is literally where the wall of your heart stretches out. It's actually creating more space. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes you can call that department and find out how to get the treatment and the evaluation for it. And you have to get somebody to help you start the new year rights. Because right now you are making your future predicated on when she dies or when she doesn't. And that's, creates anticipatory anxiety
2: well every day every day when she wakes up in the morning if she's still alive I'm grateful that she's here
1: i understand but that's still anticipatory anxiety you 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 go in the room and you're looking to see if someone's it's dead a person's dead or they're alive you're looking <laughs> to find out you're looking for something that you may not want to find or you may want to find mm-hmm. and You'll be grief stricken and relieved. And those are two opposite emotions. And that's ambivalence. And that is anxiety provoking.
2: I know, but I I'm I'm deeply religious and I know when it's her time, God will take I know, but
1: that's an intellectual emotion. Mm -hmm. If you were at peace, you wouldn't be going in and out of the ER.
2: Yeah, that's true, because I suffer from a lot of tachycardia issues. And I can't even take Mutopolo. I cannot take, I have to be very, I'm, I'm drug sensitive. I have. Can I tell you? I'm hypersensitive to drugs.
1: Can I tell you? Go to that department and find uh-huh. out someone to help you, because otherwise you're going to feel very misunderstood mm-hmm. and very alone. Good luck. You take it easy. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Be well, do right, live brilliantly.